Yeah. yeah. 
You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Here we go. Face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Oh, good Friday. That's right, Friday. I said it one more time for Friday. It is here. You know, I figured out why I like Friday so much because I don't have to think after the show. Like, I actually get to turn the brain off for like at least 12 hours. Oh, I love Friday. Friday is my favorite day, not because it's Friday, but because it's Friday. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Uh, welcome to another fun-filled edition of the Arnie State Show. Lots to get to today. We got more cover songs. Had Jerry Lee Lewis in there, uh, that that Sejuan and whatever person doing the uh, the the Saturday Night Fever. And uh, oh darn it, I erased that music log already. Shoot, shoot. Oh, uh, hold on a second here. Let's see if I can find it here. Uh, recently added. There we go. Yeah. Uh, no, not Ashley Ray. God, no, not her. That gal's terrible. Uh, Sarah Connor. That was it, who did Son of a Preacher Man. So there you go. That was uh, not, not too bad. Not too bad. We got more covers, though, today. So no, no worries there. Well, more covers. Today is the last day of cover songs for a little while. Next week, we'll go back to regular music, and then on Friday, we'll do a live version of songs. If you have any requests, please send them in to me. Uh, ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com, or you can hit me up right here on Mixler as well. Uh, let's see what else we got. We got Celebrity Ass Deathmatch today, Mount Rushmore of military movie heroes. Now, I have I have done all fictitious characters, so I, I, I didn't put, like, Patton in there against MacArthur. So we have, we have a great list of that today, and then everything else to get to. I want to start with this because I found this right before the show. Oh, wait, let me start with Good Mornings. Uh, straight fire here. He's first. Friday, Friday, finally Friday. Hello, ass family. Douglas says, good morning, ass family. Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Mike D says, good morning, asses. Happy Friday. Let's kick its ass. It rise. Good morning to you. Hangtown Jen. Hangtown Jen is in the house. Good morning to you, Hangtown Jen. And just for you being here, let me tell you. Felching is the section. Let me tell you about felching. Felching is the sexual act of licking or sucking semen out of a partner's anus. There you go. Fun Friday shit right there, just for you. Braddy Kid, good morning to you. I hope that you have a wonderful day. She says she's back to Braddy Kid, too. I wrote Mixler. They haven't written me back yet to see what was going on yesterday with the names, but hopefully that's all taken care of. Happy uh, Friday, y'all, from Andrew214. What a lovely spring day we're having in North Texas today. It's going to be like 85 degrees today in, in, in Texas. I mean, that's hot. Like last week, it was in the 30s. God damn, the weather's weird. Even Bubba's up looking at the weather right now. Uh, is that Lita Ford? No, it's a uh, – who is that? Hold on a second. Let me let me go back to the recently added. I'll, I'll find them because their names are real easy to find. It, it, it's like Sejuan uh, – there we go. Shershin and Zarinskia. I, I played – they did a Rebel Yell. They had a separate ways, but I didn't want to do any Journey songs. So, uh, look, look, we will come back to cover songs. I promise you that. Uh, Derek says, good morning, ass family. Thank God it's finally fucking Friday. Amen, brother. Uh, let's see. You were always ready, kid, on my end, Douglas says. Uh, 
Is this called rockabilly musicians? They call rockabilly music. Kind of. That was just. That was a cover of uh, what the Beatles song, and that was Jerry Lee Lewis. That was more boogie woogie, which can be in the rockabilly fame, I guess. I, I'm not totally sure. Sassy Pammy, good morning to you. Uh, Jen says no. Fuck that! Just before I got my earphones in, guy in another just apartment just heard what Felching is loud and proper. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Well, maybe you can share what seagulling is. The practice of seagulling is to ejaculate into one's hand and proceed to slap a stranger around the face with said salty hand. <laughs> That's the end of them. I, I don't have any more. Maybe I'll put together a compilation tape of those. Uh, It's overcast now. Yeah, it's still going to be fucking 80 today. Uh, If you use a straw, that's called the shrimper. Okay, there you go. All right. So I was watching videos this morning, and this came up, and it's Joe Biden at at, uh, uh, Bob Dole's funeral. He, He had to deliver a eulogy. Now, if you know anything about politicians now, they all have teleprompters. They all have some sort, and Joe has to have one really close to him. And when he's delivering this eulogy, he's looking down the entire time. Just just wait till the end. Certainly faced periods of division. But at the end of the day, we've always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. Then the message said, end of message. Joe Biden read. <laughs> he kept reading it like Ron Burgundy. Compelling and rich. Well, that's going to do it for all of us here at Channel 4 News. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. <laughs> Not only Burgundy. But our fucking chief, uh, the the head chief, the the man in charge of America. End of message. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> swing <laughs> point to Paul <laughs> Andrew says that's epic happy uh, Friday there Alicia good morning to you David Garza as well oh so embarrassing he's a disgrace as an American he really is to build off your joke today how did Biden get injured during phone sex he got his dick stuck in the rotary yeah that's one of the jokes today why did Joe Biden never try phone sex? The holes are too small. <laughs> and then the other joke today was, uh, what do you call a vegan with diarrhea? A salad shooter. <laughs> Jen says, I'm laughing so hard. End of message. <laughs> Can you just see, like, his chief handler? His chief handler is just sitting there, and he goes, end of message. That's ha- head right into hand. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) End of message. He's like a fucking robot. He's reading everything. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know me, I am Joe Biden. Gesture to the right, gesture to the left. <laughs> Only, oh, thank you for this gift, Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, go fuck yourself, San Diego. I like how he completely ignored and walked right past the Indian giant. He wouldn't even sit next to her. He doesn't know who she is. No, oh, hello, ma'am. How are you? I'm the vice president. Oh, yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> End of message. Take, go back to your seat. Shake hands along the way. <laughs> he just stays up at the podium, and he just keeps reading. Oh, man. His next speech will end with, don't read this, Joe, smile and nod. No, Joe, no. Don't read this. <laughs> and he'll type in all caps, stop! And he'll yell, stop! <laughs> I think they're afraid if they turn it off and the light goes out, Joe fucking just fades out. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. That's the way to start a show right there. And it only gets better. I mean, look, I, I don't really have a that that that's more most of my uh my daily reflection or observation is that wow our president is I, I mean honestly, that dude who who did this in, in uh Ireland who said this I've never said this out loud before, but I think the president of America is actually a retard. I mean yeah, the argument's in place. <laughs> Do you think Joe Biden is the first president to get a disabled sticker? <laughs> He's pulling up to whatever mall to do some Christmas shopping. Oh, get the front spot. He is the president, after all. He still has to get that. Oh, my God. All right, let, let's have some fun with shit yesterday. The biggest story from yesterday had got to be the the shocking, the shocking verdict that was read in the Juicy Smollett case where he was found guilty on five of the six charges. Was that last charge? Did they find him not guilty on that because it was that one dentist that doesn't agree with how good Crest is? I mean, I, seriously. Five out of six doctors. How, how do you get him on five? Just give him the six bonus one. Um, they say Smollett was stoic as the jury read the verdict. The actor sat upright and stared straight ahead without showing any awkward emo outward emotion. He's still got to go through pre-sentencing. Attorneys will meet in press conference or via conference on that, all that kind of shit. He Okay, he was found guilty of telling a police officer he was a hate crime victim, telling an officer he was a battery victim, telling a detective he was a hate crime victim, telling a detective he was a battery victim, and telling a detective, again, he was a battery victim. He was not uh, found guilty on the sixth charge of telling second detective he was an aggravated battery victim. If I would have to tell that many people I was a battery victim, I would be aggravated as well. I mean, shit. 
Oh, fuck. I, I forgot all. I'm sorry I didn't have it written down. Christopher did a great job reviewing a gay movie this week. Now, he's not gay. He's just a pro. He went to go see West Side, West Side Story, the musical, done by uh, Steven Spielberg. Uh, old school musical. I mean, this is this one like everything. Spielberg decided to put it on the big screen. I do have a question. We need to stop with this new trend of musicals and movies. Hello, it's not Fred Astaire days anymore. We have cool other ways to make movies. Let's make some new shit. We don't have to go back to the singing high school bullshit. This one's a classic, blah, blah, blah. Christopher, amazing job. So thank you so much on that, buddy. And you can find that on the social media page, on the Facebook page. Oh, interview. Good luck, Alicia. You, oh, wait, wait, wait. Where's Alicia? She got an interview today? Hmm. Okay. Well, good luck. All right. So back to Jussie Smollett. I, I want to know how <laughs> Ben Shapiro said... Jesse Smollett can now sleep tonight because his attacker has been convicted. <laughs> nah, that's a pretty good line. I got to give it up to Ben Shapiro for that. Uh, can, can we just have a talk about that uh, real quick? Uh, I want to point out, Buenos dias, Ogre, how are you, my friend? He was just convicted of five crimes in Chicago. And by the way, last night was the safest night in Chicago history. How does that fucking work? A black man convicted, even though BLM said that this was just a white man charade, which I still don't know what that means. Why were there no protests in the streets last night? Hmm? He gets convicted in Chicago, a black man convicted in Chicago. Where's BLM? Like I said, they stood beside Jesse Smollett as of yesterday. Uh, let's. I, I'm not sure exactly how much they're not saying yet. Uh, let me keep reading. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Let me Google this real quick. Uh, let's Google. How much time is he looking at? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Hit the news section here. Big crime was next. Okay. Police. Okay. Let's click here. I don't want to read through like 80 of these. I think he's up for like 12 to 15 years in prison. That's what I think. Because I think each each count comes with like a three-year maximum. So there you go. So he, he's looking at some real time. This isn't going to be one of those six hours behind the bars thing. But right, let's hope it's not a six hours behind bar thing. Because look, he wasted so much police officer time, so much money. I think they spent over $300,000 in overtime hours on this case. So here's the part where I don't get. This case really proved that the police will work to find out who attacked a black man. 
in this country. Not only black, but gay. Uh, from what I read last night, prison time is unlikely. Yeah, probation and public service. We'll see. I mean, look, who knows? You know, he's a celebrity. He'll get off probably. He might get a year. He ain't, get, he ain't getting the whole book thrown at him. But the police not only investigated it once, but investigated again. Maybe OJ can crusade to find the real attackers. <laughs> Pound me in the ass prison might not be punishment for him. No, no, send him to a women's jail. <laughs> the, 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 this whole thing, this, this whole Black Lives Matter thing, you, you've jumped the shark. Nobody really takes you that serious anymore unless they're uber-liberal to begin with. All of this, the, all, all the equity you build up in people wanting to support your cause, you've completely lost it. Or you've lost it to enough where it's not going to really matter to anyone anymore. Because what you're saying is you're anti-white. That, that they just need to come out. Black Lives Matter needs to come out and say they're an anti-white group. I'll respect them a lot more. AWG, anti-white group. That's what their new name is. Because they said they didn't care that Jesse Smollett, they say it's bullshit that he even made it up. They say he was attacked and the police are telling him to quiet down. What happens when Jesse Smollett is done with this case and has his tell-all interview on Oprah or wherever he goes and he finally admits yeah it was me then what he's been bought off by the white man see this is the shit that don't play no more but we're allowing it to play because nobody has the balls to call it out I'm here to say I have the balls to call it out you can't keep pushing it down the road police did their job they went over and above. But no. They're an anti-white group that hates the police. No, they investigated because he had money. Money overall. Yeah, it, 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 look, look. The thing is, he was a celebrity. Of course, he's going to get investigated. And the way that it was played up from the beginning, that it was a hate crime, all this stuff, and he had just come out as gay, this was something to build his brand. Something very, very bad. Now, see, this is a risk that could have gone the other way for him if he would have been smarter. But he risked it, and he lost. And, of course, they can break it down. Well, why did he risk it? Why did he make it worth it? Also, they can be rich like the white man. Not all white men are rich. I'm just here to tell you. Uh, 
Uh, let's see. Careful, Arnie. Kamala heard you're bragging about your balls. She's not going to be out buying knee pads. The evolution of BLM is no surprise to me. It's like any religion. They were positive moral uh, tenets to the start, but the organization got too big and became more about rules and power and lost its message. If you disagree, it's hearsay. It will work hard to become the institution instead of being rebellious against it. That's human nature in a nutshell. Yes, 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 it is. They became, uh, they got too big and they failed. Who wants to know, Steph, did you get into a car accident today? I'm really hoping the answer is no. We got to put you on like that show, That's Incredible or something. We got to bring that show back, That's Incredible. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so, okay, so Jesse Smollett probably not going to prison. Okay, I, I look, I don't care either way. I just find, I find it great that he was convicted of it yesterday. And it's found out that, that, that he made this whole thing up. telling you right now, Jesse Smollett did a good thing. I will say this. He did a very good thing. Because of what Jesse Smollett did, now anytime a celebrity gets attacked, you thought that the treatment before was going to be something. Now it's going to be doubled. So there you go. You've, you've made celebrities a lot more safe there, Mr. Smollett. Uh... Step kids were in it more than Jim neighbors. <laughs> my boss told me not to even attempt to leave my house today. <laughs> I'm no marketing specialist or PR person, but if my client well, they wanted to build my brand, I think I'm smart enough to know this is not the way to do it. What a dumbass. Plus, I got a good case of whiplash, so home it is. Oh, I'm sorry. That sucks. Hey, hey, but at least your Vikings won last night. They stay, hey, they, they tried to give up a humongous lead at halftime, but they won. So there you go. I saw this really, really funny. I love seeing these kind of stories now because I saw a comedian talking about this, and, and he's so, so right about this. Here's the headline. I wonder if Subway will make a celebrity sandwich called the Juicy. Lots of bread and no filler. <laughs> They'll use the thinnest bread they have. More importantly, the nation's reaction to this hoax caused that has left irreparable damage and possibly helped propel Biden into office. Furthermore, victims of real crimes may be taken less seriously. Look at that poor guy, Larry Elders. He got accosted. Larry Elders got fucking eggs and all kind of rocks and shit thrown at him. And not one finger was lifted. This is the world that we live in. Once again, get ready. Yeah, look, these people that are in charge now, we are in charge of voting them out. And then hopefully we'll get some people in there that actually treat us like adults. Instead of, to, uh, instead of paying us to stay home. Here, here's, my, uh, here's my daily observation. We went out last night, out for dinner. Went to this place a couple of weeks ago, but they were closed for Thanksgiving week, which I find odd. I find it very odd that a restaurant closes the week of Thanksgiving. Because if you know anything about living in northern Texas, Thanksgiving is the first time the kids come home from college. With all these high schools around here and everything like that, restaurants boom here during Thanksgiving. Boom. 
I think the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is like one of the busiest nights in, in, in restaurant, you know, business here in northern Texas, at least. We went to this place, and we went like the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, and it was closed. Called them up yesterday because we were going to be out there. And, uh, no, it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving because we were going to Bucky's. So we went out there last night. Go in, and there's a guy and a girl working the hostess department. I'm like, uh, two, table. And the girl told me that there will be at least a 15-minute wait for tables, which I, I, I don't, uh, 15 minutes, that's nothing. Until you start looking in the restaurant. And, and I thought the restaurant split off into two big restaurants, two big halves. But the right half was a bar. It had a bartender, and it was right by the kitchen. So that, that area was handled. It's this other part, this other half of the restaurant. Probably 60 tables. I counted, I counted like, at least 42 tables empty. It wasn't super busy. And, and so I thought to myself, oh, shortage, wait staff. They don't have enough waiters here. They had three food servers. They could have handled that, and the bartender could handle the bar. And it wasn't like it was overwhelming last night. I didn't think there needed to be a 15-minute wait. And it was all a 15-minute, too. And, like, the, the waitresses weren't in any rush. They are just kind of moving and going with the flow. And they got two people, like I said, working at the hostess count. And that's what made me think, wait a second, they don't think they have enough staff to open up because they were closed the entire week of Thanksgiving because they didn't have the staff. I don't know if the, I, I don't think the place takes reservations. It's like kind of a it's kind of a local like Chili's. It's called Charlie's. So I don't think they, they really I, if I called to say, can I get reservations, they'd probably hang up on me because it's like calling Chili's for a reservation. No, I, I'm just I, look, look, this is the part that I don't get it. These people that are bitching and moaning about not having any money, things like that. There was plenty of money to be made last night at Charlie's Burgers. Plenty of money. You got to hustle a little bit. You got to work. But there's plenty of money to be made there. Because I guarantee you, I ain't the first person in this area because there are a lot of loose lips around this area. They got their own little Rockwallian Facebook page, and they talk about everything there. They just don't allow everyone to join them. <clears throat> they talk about that, and that's probably why that place ain't got nobody there. Because everybody's like, oh, I hear their service is bad, and their food is over here. It's kind of fucked up, too, when you order. A, I try to be as nice as I can now when I go out and order stuff. If I'm getting a burger and they ask me what I want, I say I want it rare. That that takes literally about five minutes to make my burger. And guess what? 
Yep, that's right. It came out well done. And I know exactly what happened. This is what happened. The idiot in the kitchen cooked it first. And then he took it off. And as he took it off, it just sat there continuing to cook. And that's why I got a well-done burger last night. Uh, Hot Mama says, I'm waitressing three nights a week for three hours a night. I make, on average, $100 per shift. Yeah, And I imagine that you're out there hustling your ass off, too. These girls last night weren't in any big hurry to do anything. And the one that we had serving us, like, fuck, you need you need to start fucking hustling a little bit, a little bit more if you're gonna be on, if you're gonna be addicted to smack, fuck, smack ain't cheap, honey. Is it rare that they cook it right? Uh, I like how you you phrase that. Um, there's two places that I've been. In almost a third, we went to a place, because I am on the quest for the perfect burger right now. And we went to a place the other day, and its burger was cooked rare. It was good. That was more medium rare than rare, but hey, that, that's still fine. As long as it's not all, like, grayish meat color all the way through. I want some red in there. Some bright red. And it came out, and it was great, except their bun. I mean, like, I'm judging. I'm looking for the perfect cheeseburger. And this bun was like, oh, it looked like it was big and soft, but it was like a big fucking bagel. Mm-mm-mm. She works at the break room in Shingle Springs. Okay. <laughs> if you order a rare burger and it comes out well done, you need a seagull to fuck out of that servo. <laughs> and we went to this place that gets all these high notches uh, here in Rockwall called Rodeo Goat. Still don't know the, I don't care the reason for the stupid name. And when I said, yeah, can I get that cooked rare? And she goes, no, we don't cook it that way. I said, what? You asked me how I wanted it. <laughs> I said, rare. Well, we can only go to medium rare. And they make their own meat, which makes no sense to me. But my, my favorite two places, besides the book, uh, and that was called the Book Club uh, Deli Cafe or the Book Cafe, that was pretty damn good. But my two winners so far are the Saltgrass, which is a local chain around here in Texas, and the Outback. Outback Steakhouse has great burgers. You don't want to cook my food the way I want it. Yeah, I, I, I still, I, I've never understood that. Why ask and then go? Well, we can't cook it that way. Well, that's the way I want it. We grilled wagyu beef last night uh, for some of the best homemade burgers. Oh yeah, I get the uh, they they have wagyu meat like at Sam's, but here here's the deal. Hey hey, let me let me let me, let me see this. I've seen salt grass here. Are they good? They're not bad. I mean, it's not the greatest meal you're ever going to have, but it ain't bad. I, I, chicken fried, Their chicken fried steak is fucking amazing. And their burgers are great. I, I'm happy. I found two things there that I can eat. They had all kinds of shit. 
Uh, let's see, my guess is the rare meat thing is for health guidance. They don't want to risk any complaints. Fuck, I, I don't get I just hate the fact that, that they can get their own fresh grilled meat there and, and they won't make it rare. I understand that it's probably for that as well. But damn, and don't just have a thing on your door. We won't make it rare. So that way I can turn around and leave. No, no, it, it is Wagyu. Now, now let me tell you, this is, the, this is what I found out. So all these places now have Wagyu because Wagyu is the hot, cool new word. Wagyu is a region in Japan. And I've seen some Wagyu steaks, some true, like, A5, whatever. That, I guess that's the way they rate them, and that's the best. And it literally looks like there's hardly any meat in it, and it's all fat. I mean, it looks delicious. looks amazing. And then the stuff we get here in America, because I, 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 got, I got Dale going to a restaurant. I was like, oh, my God, they got Wagyu. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wagyu is, like, fucking $60 an ounce. And the places that have the true Japanese Wagyu, they, they're going to they're gonna charge at least 60 bucks an ounce. And then they say you got to get like three ounces minimum. Three-ounce steak ain't that fucking big. That's like a bite. But these Wagyu steaks, they will buy a cow from, from Japan. Usually it's a female Wagyu cow. And then they get their, their prime U.S. steer... To, you know, take her down the road to Pound Town, hammer one out, and then have a bunch of calves. Those calves, then they butcher up, and they can call it Wagyu because half of it is Wagyu. And you got your Australian Wagyu and your American, and it's good, but it ain't true Wagyu. But it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. I need to make some burgers with it. Every time I've made burgers with it, it was kind of a last-minute thing, so I didn't let the burgers sit and, and rest long enough because I was too goddamn hungry. And they all fall apart, but, they're hey, at least it was good when it fell apart. But, yeah, I got to make some of them. them. Them sound good. <clears throat> all right, so next story is about the kids of today. And I saw this comedian talking about this. Because kids of today have it so hard growing up. I mean... You think about it, one of their biggest worries is their computer getting shut off. So you're getting less Wagyu and more Magoo. Well, no, you're getting like (laughs) 50-50. I bet those bulls are singing the Ask Arnie song while fucking the Wagyu cows. Mm Mm-hmm. But kids growing up today have it so hard. And the headline in this story is, kids growing up in the COVID era are damaged. (laughs) Kids growing up in the COVID-19 era are damaged. Oh, my God, because they, they, they had to stay at home. You know, in a warm home with parents. And they all had their, their, their doodads and their gidgets and their gadgets. They had to stay home. Oh, gosh, they can't be. Look, and I, I'm the first one to tell you they should be around other kids. But, but let, let's play this out. The kids are staying at home. <laughs> they have to be educated at home. 
Really? That that's damaging. That that that's more damaging than having to worry about every morning a nuclear bomb hitting your school like we had to do in the 80s and 90s. We had to drill for that like every week. You have to do the nuclear drill. We have to worry about nuclear holocaust, and these kids are upset because they had to stay home. Hey, I'll trade you. Trade you. By the way, we grew up in a time also when a kidnapper was around every fucking corner, and our parents pushed us outside. Keep going. Go out there. It's like mom and dad didn't care about you. Get out of the house. Now parents now parents aren't allowed to let the kids leave the house. I don't think I had my first house key until I was like 18. I knew better. Well, I, I'm. You know what, Douglas? Thank you. I appreciate that. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me address that. Um. I think that the cyberbullying is what is worse for these kids. I can agree with that. You know why? Because we didn't have the cyberness then, and I understand that. Oh, the cyberbullying is so bad because it can go even after school. I've heard that. Cyberbullying is bad. Do you know what you could do? And I know this is tough. This is tough. You could turn off the computers. You could not allow them to have social media pages. And you could sit down and talk to your kids and go, these pages mean absolutely nothing. You know, your job as a parent. See, we didn't have to deal with cyberbullying. We had to deal with real real bullying. And let me tell you, real bullying did not end when school was over. If you had a beef with a bully, he would find you after school. He would come to your baseball practice. Fuck, sometimes they'll come to your house. So this whole idea about, oh, bull, cyberbullying, I understand that cyberbullying is a real thing. It's a real preventable thing. That's what it is. Well, my kids have to have the internet. Really? Why? School got a library? If you're that worried about the internet that you can't even control it for your kids, then, then guess what? The kids have to go to the library not to use the internet, but to actually read the books and do the work. You know, kind of like we had to do before the Internet was a thing. Because believe it or not, people, I used to be able to broadcast without the Internet. I was able to entertain people on their way to work without the Internet. Now, granted, now I have the Internet, and it makes my life a lot easier, and I say thank you to the Internet. Well, these kids don't know any better. Well, that's your fault. 
Because there's plenty of fucking ways to learn without the internet still. And the first part of this story reads that kids are resilient. Yes, they are. And at least our parents tried to prove that by throwing us out into the streets to see how resilient we could become. My generation, Generation X, it, you had the greatest generation. And then I think there was one in between there, the, the baby boomers, they were in that. The baby boomers were next, and then it was Gen X. I, I consider Gen X to be close to, like, what the greatest generation was. We were raised by getting beat up, having fucking people. Look, we were raised in the era of, of Eddie Murphy delirious. Eddie Murphy raw. Those are the first things that come to my mind thinking about it. The dice man. And then a little later, we had, we had, we had the Simpsons. And we had all this stuff to kind of desensitize us. To make us go, oh, there is a difference between the real world and made-up shit like on Family Guy. And then the next generation came out, and they were, they were like a little scareder. And then the next generation that came after that are just a big bunch of pussies. That they're damaged by not having to get to go to school. I mean, seriously. I... <laughs> How much more of a pussy do we want to make these kids? Oh. Man, oh man, thank God I am 50 and more than half of my life is over because I'm looking at this kid on the screen, looks like a nine-year-old looking at the computer. I'm sitting, that's going to be a person in 30 years that is telling me how to run my life. They've suffered so much by having to stay at home. Speaking of real bullying, I worried about a rise uh, niece all night. Thinking on it, her niece needs to use her voice and not her fist at this age. She needs to call this bully out on her shit. Uh, put her shit in a verbal assault's really useless and fucking find a way out, uh, out with this chick. Okay. But you said it right there. She stands up to the bully. Damn right. I blame Unsolved Mysteries and that theme song as a kid was scary as fuck. I miss the fuck your feelings, America, we grew up in. Amen. I agree, Jen. It's a chess match, and she needs to be ten moves ahead of her somehow. I just don't get why they let this chick do what she's doing. Y yes, you do. Come, You're an educator. You know why they're doing that. You know why they're allowing this girl to do that. Is because they're too afraid to deal with it. They're too afraid. Like once again, this is perfect. This this rolls into here perfectly. Just perfect. School ain't doing nothing about this fucking thug ass bully bitch because they don't know what's going on at her home and they're afraid to ask and they can't ask because of this XYZ law and this XYZ law. And you see, we built up all these things to where they're just gonna have to let her they're letting her get it out of her system. At the expense of your niece, which is, by the way, utter bullshit. Because we're not all, all allowed to purge out how we feel. 
There has to be somebody that says, okay, that's enough. It's no disrespect to you. It's just enough. Okay, you've got problems. Fix them. That's what this world is. You've got problems. Fix them. The bully's got more problems than your niece does. They've allowed her to do this, and now somebody needs to come in and go, okay, that's enough of that shit. You bully this girl again, you get to meet Arnie States. And you get to go, you, you get to be a part of ABC. Arnie beats children. I'm telling you. There used to be something in this world that we don't have anymore. And it it it, it almost brings me to tears to even think about this. We don't have consequences anymore. We don't have consequences anymore. Every kid that goes to play fucking Little League or Pop Warner gets a trophy. There's a consequence of being bad at football. You don't get a trophy. You don't get to go to the playoffs. You're not a champion. We don't tell people anymore because we don't believe in consequences. Jesse Smollett, great example. See, we're tying this all in. Jesse Smollett led police on a wild goose chase that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in manpower, but also cost the courts lots and lots of money with this story. His consequence he will become more rich and more famous from it. Mark my words. He might be up for a lot of years, but he ain't going to go down. That's his consequence, is to become more famous on this than, than anybody ever did before. You can laugh at it, you can mock it, but we've seen it happen. David Hasselhoff became a household name after the cheeseburger video. Hasselhoff was dead and gone. And then he makes this video where he's fucking out of his mind drunk or his daughter makes it. He's eating a cheeseburger on the floor. Boom. His career is rejuvenated. No consequences anymore. You know who there's consequences for? The people that have had consequences. They're still there for regular people. Don't think that you can go out and, 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 and drive your car in a manner to where you're hammered and you kill somebody in a wreck and you might get out in a year. That ain't going to happen to you. Why? Because your entire life you've lived with consequences. And this isn't about a rich, poor thing or, or a, a celebrity, non-celebrity thing. Once again, the consequence it comes down to is the consequence of green. If you have enough green, you can get out of anything. That should be a, that should be a quote. If you have it, 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 it's bad because it doesn't rhyme and you're trying too hard to make it rhyme. If you have enough green, you can get away with anything. 
Douglas says, I think bullying is a necessary evil in life. As a kid who always fun-sized and was bullied a lot growing up, I feel that much as I hated being bullied, it helped me grow thicker skin and prepare me for harshness of adulthood. Granted, bullying should never get to the point where someone would get permanent injuries or death, but basic name-calling is going to happen no matter what. Well, this is where they've gone with this. You see, um, bullying is a needed part of life. Assault, murder, things like that that they've lumped into bullying, that, that's not really a part. Maybe, maybe getting beat up once or twice is a part of bullying. I can give you that. Maybe that's too far for some, okay. But, but when you stab a girl to death like eight times, and you're a little bit more than a bully. You're a murderer. Okay? Uh, let me just put this out there real fast to the universe. Uh, all murderers are bullies. Can we all agree on that? That all murderers are bullies? Well, they're bullying you to the fact that they're murdering you. They've got the upper hand. They're beating you. Bully, murderers are bullies. Now, all bullies are murderers. Some bullies just want to take a quarter. You see, and the bullies that turn into the murderers are the ones that never had any what. That's right, we all guessed it, consequences. Haven't had any consequences. So they've made it up this ladder chain to where they can become murderers. Because it's all been swept away for them. They've never had an answer for anything they've ever do, done. Now, the way you make an answer, uh, a bully answer for what they've done is that you have to stand up to them. If it's taking your lunch money, if it's pushing you around, you have to be the one to issue a consequence to them. Now, not all consequences are bad. I.e., the consequence Jesse Smollett is going to end up paying. His consequence is going to be the fact that he's going to be more rich and more famous than he ever thought he was going to be. That's his con. But see, they're not all good and they're not all bad. Sometimes the bully wins. Your niece arrives, can go up to that bully and stand up to that bully, and that bully whips your niece's ass. It could happen. But I'm betting it happens a lot less after that because now your niece has become that one thorn in the bully side that now that bully has to go even further out of their day, out of their way to fuck with your, your niece because they know they're going to have to fucking put in some kind of effort. Bully a lot of times just then goes, all right, fuck you, moves on to the next person. That won't fight back. Uh, my sister just texted me this. Let me tell you, I am ready to go over to the house and beat her mama's ass and tell her that's what the fuck is going to happen to you. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Yes, yes, Hillary is a bully. Oh, goddamn right, Hillary Clinton's a bully. She'll have her consequence someday, hopefully. One of her consequences was she had to marry Bill Clinton. I'll let you decide if that's good or bad or the other. This is another story about kids. I just don't. Okay. All right. Fair enough. This this is just funny. Uh, where, where is this at? No, that ain't it. That ain't it. Where'd the kid go? There he is. Didn't have it. 
highlighted. Spirit Airlines. Now, we don't have, I, I, I don't know, do they fly on the West Coast? Uh, Frontier and Spirit Airlines. I hope they're very proud of themselves because they have banned a four-year-old who has autism for life due to the max mask exemption rule. So you have an autistic kid who's flying on Spirit Airlines and they don't want to wear a mask. Spirit Airlines comes by and says, well, you're banned for life then. Huh? Wait, wait, you banned somebody? That's quite the ban. I have to say that is quite the ban that they put in place there. That's not like banning somebody for life when they're 99. They have banned a four-year-old autistic boy for life. The father and the son have been turned down four times recently trying to fly in this country. Um, my son has been banned for life on Frontier Airlines. I was specifically banned as well. Mr. Selecki. Uh, says he's suing the Transportation Safety Administration as well as Spirit and Frontier Airlines over their mask policies. His son has a medical exemption due to his autism. The child's doctor is agreeing that he cannot tolerate a mask and says he's presented doctor's notes to airlines workers on both occasions. And the way that Spirit and Frontier handle it are, you are banned for life. Why don't they just give him a fucking scarlet letter to wear? You have been shunned from two shitty airlines. Oh, okay. All right. We'll just go fly Delta or American. Fuck you. <laughs> Spirit's new slogan, fuck them kids. You know, hey, if I tell you what, if that was Spirit's new logo... A new emblem, a new, a new mantra. I might start flying Spirit Airlines in. They banned an autistic kid. So retarded. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, who, who had the foresight in the company to go, let's ban that kid for life? Yeah! I mean, because it, it doesn't matter what it is. He's a four-year-old kid, and he's been banned for life. What kind of fucking thug is this kid? You've been banned for life on this airline. What, did you call the CEO's mother a whore? Did, did, did you say his sister's a cocksucker? I mean, those are big words for a four-year-old. When you call to book tickets, now you have to say... No, he's not retarded. <laughs> Hashtag 16 candles. I'm sorry that I find this so amusing to me. 
that they're scared of this four-year-old kid oh, uh, who has a medical exemption. That once again, once again, if this is truly about the science, he has plenty of science on his side. No, we don't believe those doctors. We only believe our doctors. Oh, wait, they're the same? Well, we decided to go with the math side anyway, the math side of our doctors. Our doctors could have been having an off day that day. Uh, That was my old employee motto, fuck your kids. At least that is how it was interpreted when uh, they said our company was more important in our family because it's how we provide for our family. Oh, man. I I love it. I love it. You wonder why they're not one of the bigger airlines. You just have to sit there and go, what? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, good old Fauci was at it again. Uh, have we had enough of this guy? Fauci says families should ask for or maybe require. Are you right? Families. Families should ask and maybe require COVID vaccine for holiday guests before indoor collaborations or celebrations. Hey, Mom, are you coming over for Thanksgiving for holidays, for Christmas? You betcha. All right, we're going to need your last two COVID tests before you get in the door. This is your family. Jesus, Fauci, what is wrong with you? I'm hearing from so many vaccinated people who feel as if, you know, there may be some personal rewards for getting vaccinated, but they still face all these restrictions and measures. Well, yes, that is just the reality of the situation. I mean, one thing that vaccinated people can feel comfortable, for example, let's take the holiday setting. You're with your family. You have grandparents and parents and children. When you get vaccinated and you have a vaccinated group and you are in an indoor setting, you can enjoy, as we have traditionally over the years. Oh, is that how it works? Dinners and gatherings within the home with people what about who festivals? are vaccinated. And that's the reason why people should, if they invite people over their home, essentially ask and maybe require that people show evidence that they are vaccinated. How do you go about doing that? I guess, I guess look, 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 let me not tear up this idea too much. But how do you go about doing that in, in a, a polite way? That you require vaccinations or tests before you come over to my house for the holidays. How, 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 how do you do that? Hey, hey. Uh, sister, uh, I, I'll be there, but I'm going to need to see that everybody's vaccinated. Uh, oh, oh, you're not? Uh, all right, then we won't be coming in. Goodbye. Click. It, really? Michael, my poor grandma, turns 90 in January, has no internet and just basic cable. She's been listening to the mainstream media propaganda machine her whole life. 
and it saddens me I couldn't squeeze in a fact with the jaws of life without her completely ballistic and calling me a liar. Yeah. Uh, Vic Coop says, I'm stunned the guy who invested in Moderna isn't pushing for it, a vaccine. Doug says, fuck you, Fauci, choke on a bag of dicks. My family knows that I'm not ever going to get that bullshit, and I ain't going to get stupid and negative test either. Guess y'all don't want to see me. Bye, Felicia. It's almost time to call. I, I'm not quite right. Oh, you know what? It, just, just, okay. I, I, you, you've twisted my arm. I haven't done a crank call in a while. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, I got to find the CDC phone number. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, there's the phone number. Okay. All right. Okay. 1-800-232-43. Oh, wait, no. 4636. There we go. Thank you for calling CDC Info, a service of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. If you would like to continue in English, press 1. Si desea continuar en español, por To protect yourself against COVID-19 and prevent spreading it to others, get vaccinated right away and wear a mask while in indoor public spaces. COVID-19 vaccination is recommended for everyone ages 5 or older. The benefits of getting vaccinated outweigh risks, including for those who are pregnant. CDC also recommends everyone ages uh -huh. six months or older get a flu vaccine, which can be given at the same time as a COVID-19 vaccine. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. I want to talk to somebody. If you are a medical or healthcare professional, press 1. Mm -mm. If you are a member of the media... Press 2. Never. For publications, including the Yellow Book, press 3. I think it's 5. For all other questions, please press 8. CDC info representatives give health information and do not diagnose any health conditions. Good, good, good. Please listen to the following options before making your selection. If your question is not related to COVID-19, Press 3 now. Mm -mm. For questions regarding vaccinations for COVID-19, press 4. Maybe 4. For questions regarding VAMP or the Vaccine Administration Management System, four. press Thank you. We will now route your call Good. to the National COVID-19 Vaccination Assistance Hotline. That's fine. You may also call the hotline directly at 800-232-0233. I, I, I just need to get to somebody. Thank you for calling the National COVID-19 Vaccination Assistance Hotline. To continue in English, press 1 now. To receive a text of up to three locations that offer vaccines in your area, press 9. If you're a clinician, a member of the media, or calling on official assignment for government business, press star. Otherwise, please stay on the line for the next available representative. Our agents are not medical professionals. I cannot give medical advice. I don't want medical Please be advice. ready to record important information that may be shared with you during the call. Okay. Please stay on the line for the next available representative. Okay. We're Our good. agents are not medical professionals. No. And cannot give medical advice. 
please be ready to record important information that may be shared with you during the call. Your call may be monitored to ensure quality service. Ooh, good music. I know, right? How many lines do I have to go through? I, I'm at the coronavirus line now. Thank you for calling the COVID-19 vaccination hotline. My name is Tori. How can I assist you? Uh, I know that you're not a doctor or medical personnel, and you are not going to hand out any medical advice, but I do need some help. Um, I'm having okay. a, a big gathering for, for Christmas, the holiday coming up here in a couple weeks. I'm not, no, no, not if, if, you, if you're aware of that. Um, and I saw what the, the media was saying about uh, having everyone tested. I want to know how I go about doing that. So um, in regards to testing like at home kids or. Well, like, like, like I have to ask my mother to get tested. How do I go about doing that? Uh, honestly, um, I know it, it, it's, a, it's a stumper, a, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to ask my mother <laughs> and my grandmother who are coming all this way. Hey, before you guys come in, I'm going to need you to get tested. How, how do I do that? Uh, honestly, that is a pretty tough subject. Um, it's not medical advice, but I need your advice. <laughs> um, I would say um, just have a subtle conversation um, just concerning of the safety of everyone. Okay. Do, do, in, in that predicament. Can, you do know. you think maybe I should sneak a swab in there too? No, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, just, just ask them, you know, we want to keep everybody safe during the holidays and we're just asking for, isn't know, that, isn't that to too easy of a question? Because if my grandmother says, no, I don't want to keep people safe for the holidays, then I don't want her at my house to begin with. Is there a better question to ask? Um... That is a tough question. Um, I, I mean, I, like, like, like if, if somebody said to you, hey, we don't want, you know, we're, we're not about hurting people this holiday, and somebody disagreed with that in your family, you wouldn't want to be around that crazed person. Honestly, um, the best thing to do in that situation, um, you know your own family and how they are as individuals. Um, so depending on how they will react to a certain question. We can give you all the advice you, you want, but it, co- it all comes down to the people who you're talking to. Uh, so if you know how people are going to react, if you need to tiptoe around something or make it less subtle or less gentle or be a little bit blunt, then that just depends on, and you know, your family again, because I can, t- what, what might be harsh for me might not be harsh for you vice versa okay okay yeah I, i'd like to live in your world where it's easy to tell your mother she has to get tested before she comes to my house but uh yeah i i appreciate it, it will, will i be let's say god forbid somebody has the this dreaded coronavirus 
and they're at my house, and we all get it. Will I be charged as a super spreader? So in regards to the law or anything of that, that is something you would have to speak to your healthcare department with um, just because, again, everybody has their own laws in their state. So if your, if your state laws say no more than six people to a household or anything of that, um, then that would be something that you would need to just contact them wow. with or in regards to that. Down to six. Man, oh, man. I don't know who I would leave off for that. All right. Well, any one more question uh, for the holidays. What is the CDC's recommendation on mistletoe? That They don't have any information on that. Well, you, you know what I mean, right? You hang the mistletoe and two people kiss underneath it. Is there any, is there like a, a the, the, the distancing thing, the social distancing? Um, let me see. In regards to like big gathering, uh, the mistletoe. I will place you on a three. The mistletoe. So there isn't anything indirectly for a mistletoe. Okay. All right. Um, then you don't have to put hope. me on hold. There, there's nothing in place, so it's fair game. <laughs> there's going to be tongue kissing going on at my family reunion. No problem. Have fun and be safe. All right. You have a great day. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and thank you for calling the COVID-19 vaccination hotline. Goodbye. I love you. That girl was a pro. Man, oh, man. That was some good shit, though. See, you don't always have to curse and be a jackass during a call. You can ask these tough questions. Oh, man. Can you kiss so you're under the mistletoe? Arnie asked her to Facebook. That poor woman. Yeah, that poor gal. She had to do with it. I agree with the lady because the world don't roll to the beat of just one drum. Oh, by the way, did anybody catch that the other night? I'm glad you reminded me of that. Anybody catch the live version of Facts of Life and, and, and uh, Different Strokes? The Facts of Life one I thought was great. Jennifer Anderson was in it. Lisa Welchel, the original Blair, they didn't have the retard there, which that, that was kind of disappointing. Mindy Cohen, shockingly, got uglier. But it was it was funny. I mean, it was kind of cute. And then the different strokes one kind of just fizzled. I expected a lot more from that. I thought the different strokes, it, it had so much more potential, but ugh. But, yeah, it was a good time to watch that. I enjoyed that. They better do a fucking Sanford and someone next telling you right now they and i know the exact one i want to see i want to see the one in the courtroom oh all right let's see what other story can we do here and then we'll get us into whatchamacallit uh celebrity ass death match uh by the way canada announces a diplomatic boycott of the olympics wow you're not going to send any molson that sucks eh oh what a hoser move that is Uh, all right, you know, we'll, we'll do this. We'll do this. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll go to Celebrity Ass Deathmatch here because these other stories are just kind of, yeah. Let's see. Take that one out. I know. Take that one out. Okay. All right, we'll do Celebrity Ass Deathmatch here, and then I'll come back, and I'll, I'll tell you my, uh, the worst Christmas gift. We'll, we'll do that when we come back. But first, 
Oh, shit. I got to get everything all set up now. Man, oh, man. I wasn't ready for this. Shows how good I am at this job. I suck. I'm so terrible at it. Um, it is that time once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It is time for Celebrity, Celebrity. Ah. Greatest military character in cinema. This was a request that came out that we should do this. And I said, hell yes, I love this idea. I spent a couple days working on this last week. We were supposed to do it Wednesday, but we're doing it now. The greatest military characters in movies, and they're all fictitious. Let's get it on. That's right. No real people will be harmed in this Mount Rushmore. Our first matchup. And by the way, we only have a couple of... uh, uh, People in the same movies and repeats. So here we go. Our first character, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Lieutenant Pete Maverick, who was such a good flyer, they asked him to go to Top Gun, and he was going to be top pilot, and then he lost his main man, Goose. So the movie we're looking at is Top Gun, and the character we're looking at is Maverick. Taking on. This is a great movie if you've never seen it. The Great Santini. Oh, man. A young Robert Duvall plays an overbearing Marine pilot father. Danny Noonan from Caddyshack plays his oldest son. And it's what it's like to grow up on a, 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 a base. So we got Maverick against the Great Santini. Ass family. Who you got? Ugly. Come on, people. Stop this fight. Congratulations to Lieutenant Pete Mitchell, also known as Maverick. As he moves on. Now, there's another iconic, totally iconic character that will be also in this. So everybody just needs to slow down. And I have to find that sound effects. Wait a second here. Oh, I can't put it on one of those. Let's see. Move. Go here. Yeah, I know exactly what this is. Okay. All right. So our next contestant is from the movie A Few Good Men, Tom Cruise's character, Lieutenant Kathy who goes in there and gets the truth, even though he can't handle the truth, he gets it. And he is taking on a character from Quentin Tarantino's so underrated Inglorious Bastards movie. 
He had a nickname at the first of the movie he was very proud of, the Jew Hunter. And by the end of the movie, he hated it. Colonel Hans Landa. Lieutenant Caffey against Hans Landa. Ask family, who you got? Boy, this is neck and neck. Neck and neck. Ask family, I need it. I need one more. We are all tied up after Brett. Caffey. Uh, Caffey wins. Oh, my God. Oh, it'll be a Caffey Maverick matchup in the semifinals. Holy Lord. Next one up here, we got a couple of uh, wing nut crazy dingbat doctors, or one doctor at least. We got Hawkeye Pierce from the show MASH, played by uh, Alan Alda. So you got Hawkeye Pierce taking on the man who brought a troop back together again. When their sergeant went down, and I am talking about John Winger from Stripes. Hawkeye Pierce versus John Winger from Stripes. Ask family, who you got? Is it Winger or is it Hawkeye Pierce? Winger or Pierce? Music makes me feel like I'm back at Disney. Okay, good, good, good. And Jolly Williams for the win. I need a winner here. Is it Hawkeye or is it John Winger? I can't move on. My dog says Hawkeye, then Hawkeye Pierce wins. Hawkeye Pierce wins. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, let's go to here and just do that. There we go. All right, so Hawkeye Pierce wins. Hawkeye. All right. Last rat matchup in the first round. Ask family, you ready? You'll know these, Jen, I promise you. 
Our first matchup is uh, he played. It was made played by Matt uh, Damon in a movie. A lot of people think it's the greatest mo- war movie ever. I'm not one of those people. They named the movie after this guy, Private Ryan, and they were all there to save Private Ryan. And he is taking on a man that just wanted a place to sit down and eat. I'm going to tell you right now. His name is John Rambo. Private Ryan versus John Rambo. Ask family who you got. It's over. I can, I, we can stop it, yeah. All right, ass family, it is the one and only John Rambo who's next. So there you go. Now we have the matchups to see who actually gets up on the mountain. Our first matchup is a matchup of Tom Cruise's. Will it be Maverick that's on the Mount Rushmore of military men, or will it be Lieutenant Caffey from A Few Good Men? Maverick versus Caffey. Ask family. Who ya got? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right, look, it was over a long time ago. But I wanted to give Lieutenant Caffey a chance. And yes, Pete Maverick did wear the, quote, faggoty white uniform. He wore that when he stood in front of the, uh, the, the, the tribunal that they had for him. So there you go. And he wore it out to dinner the first night that he was out with, uh, with Goose. And they did that the love and feeling thing. Bam! I'm about to start driving almost nonstop for the next few hours. Please count me in for John Rambo or John Matrix. Okay, all right. Well, we'll have some people come up. Uh, all right, so Maverick moves on. All right, so our next matchup is Hawkeye Pierce from the 4077th on MASH taking on the one and only John Rambo. Hey, Brett, how about you slow down a little bit and let me get to the second round? Uh, here you go, who you got?
ladies and gentlemen, we have ourselves a winner, and it is John Rambo. John Rambo has made it to the Mount Rushmore, where he joins Pete Maverick. And we have a second round coming up after the next break, where possibly we could talk about the Full Metal Jacket guy. Just saying, just hold your horses. 775-357-FANS is the number. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. Hit me up on Mixler. All right, first break here. Uh, the first country song. Now, this is actually was released at the exact same time that Garth Brooks released his. Mark Chestnut had it on an album, and it came out actually, I think the album came out right before No Fences, but this is Mark Chestnut's version of the song that launched Garth Brooks's career. I showed up in boots and ruined your black tie fair. Last one to show, last one to know I was the last one you thought you'd see there. I saw the surprise and the fear in his eyes when I took his glass of champagne. And I toasted you, said, honey, we may be Slip on down to the oasis Cause I've got friends And low places Guess I was wrong, I just don't belong But then, I've been here before Everything is alright, I'll just say goodnight And show myself to the door Hey, I didn't mean to cause a big scene Give me an hour and then I'll be as high as the
down in Juarez, Mexico. Laid in the hot joints, taking the pill. And walked the sheriff from Jericho Hill. He said, Willie Lee, your name is not Jack Brown. You're the dirty hack that shot your woman down. Said, yes, oh yes, my name is Willie Lee. If you got a warrant, her daddy but she had five more when i was arrested i was dressed in black they put me on a train and they took me back had no friend for to go my bail they slapped a dried up carcass in the county jail early next morning about a half past nine i spied the sheriff coming down the line a handicapped mouse he cleared his throat He said, come on, you dirty hack into the district court Into the courtroom my trial began Where I was handled by twelve honest men Just before the jury started out I saw that little judge commence to look about In about five minutes and walked the man Holding the verdict in his right hand The verdict read in the first degree I hollered, Lordy, Lordy, have mercy on me The judge, he smiled as he picked up his pen Ninety-nine years in the Folsom pen Ninety-nine years underneath that ground I can't forget the day I shot that bad bitch down Come on, you gotta listen First one was Mark Chestnut, Friends in Low Places. Now, I got three more coming up. These, these would all be cl- classified as dance songs originally, but maybe they're not that way anymore. But those are coming up after the next break. Now, uh, B. Coop challenged me earlier this week. And he challenged me to talk about all the bad gifts I've gotten in my life. So I, I, I've gone through some, and today's version will be the one that is a bad bit. It, it, it turned out to be a bad gift that I gave that bit me in the ass. Uh, believe it or not, the city of Reno has a lot of very cultural things that happen there. I know, I know, everybody's like, what? Wait, wait, yeah. they do, and, and my mom. She loved that about Reno. So one year, my dad said, hey, you need to pitch in this amount of much for mom's Christmas present. I said, okay, no problem. Now, I didn't know what he was getting her. But he got her season tickets 
to the Reno Ballet. Okay? He got her these season tickets, but the, the, the agreement was he'd pay more, but I had to go to one of them. And I thought to myself, no problem. They'll forget all about this shit. That, that's the way I was thinking. I was like, hell yeah, I sign off on this, and I ain't got to be a part of it. Fuck yeah. Sure enough, gave her the season tickets. And they would go. They would go whenever a new ballet came to town. And my dad hated going to ballet. Hated it. But he knew it. It made my mom happy. All of a sudden, rolls into October, getting close to November, and I have not had to go to the ballet yet. And I'm like, hell yes. Well, the ballet was Saturday night, and my dad came up to me, and he he had this look in his eye, this gleam of pride that knew that knew that he was off the hook, finally. Comes over to me on Monday and says, hey, you, uh, you going to wear a suit Saturday night? I go, where, where am I going to wear a suit Saturday night? And he goes, oh, you're going to the ballet. Remember those tickets we got, Mom? Uh, it's your turn to go. And I go, how do I know it's your turn? Uh, it's my turn to go. He goes, tonight's the last opening night. <laughs> I was like, fuck. So uh, it just so happened that I had to go. But what makes the story even worse is this is all before cell phones. Long before cell phones. Long before we had any kind of digital real media. I was working in radio. This was early, early in my radio career. Might even been a year before the radio career started. It turns out the night that I went to the ballet was the same night in game six when Joe Carter hit the walk-off home run against Mitch Williams, one of the greatest moments in World Series history. A walk-off win. And I was at the ballet. When people ask me, what did you think of Joe Carter's walk-off home run, I always have to answer, I was at the ballet. I have seen it. I've seen the highlight of it. Now I can't stand to see the highlight of it because I didn't see it happen because instead... We were watching the ballet performance of the Nutcracker, which I had seen already, but it made my mother happy. Yes, oh, oh, yes. Yes, I, 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 I you can call me a fag, that's fine, because Christopher wrote, wrote today in the, the prefix before his review, he says, I'm not really a fag for going to see this movie. When he saw West Side Story, I said, don't you worry about it. Because I called him a fag for it. I said, but don't you worry. I will top you in today's Christmas gift. So, yes, I had to miss game six of the World Series. Phillies against the Blue Jays. Game six at Sky Dome. And Joe Carter hits a walk-off bomb. And I miss it. There you go. One of the worst gifts I ever gave. You're in Forrest Gump points for taking care of your mama. Well, that's what you do. Now, 
I find this to be repulsive, gross, disgusting. And I have to say that I am truly shocked that this is the first time it has happened. Famed ambulance chaser, I mean injury attorney, Jeffrey Feger, had a press conference yesterday that two students have filed a $100 million lawsuit in lieu of last week's school shooting at Oxford School in the Detroit area. Mr. Feger said, 20 years and nothing's changed. Which, by the way, that is the gap of time between Columbine and the latest school shooting. He goes on to say, I could talk about the hundreds of thousands of children who are traumatized for life like Bella and Riley, afraid at any moment someone might start shooting. Now, now let me just say this. Let me be the first one to say this. You remember earlier when I went on my rant about how kids have it so tough today? I will give you I will give you a gigantic solid on this one. Something that we didn't have to worry about in our schools. When we went to school, we never had to worry about a kid showing up and opening fire. That was nothing that anybody had ever thought of. I mean, there are a lot of people that wanted to probably do it, but it never happened. So I'll say that's a big difference between our, our, our times of growing up. That school kids, that, that, that to me would be a real concern. By the way, is this guy going to go after all liquor companies next? Because I believe the fight on drinking and driving has been going on for a lot longer. I mean, look, the cigarette companies have already had to pay out of the ass for all the lung cancers and things that their products may or may not have caused. So they've gotten the tobacco companies, and now they're going after, I don't know who they're, they're suing the federal government, I guess, When it comes to this, they're not going to win. Just going to tell you. But this may lead to something changing in the firearms. The ATF, look, they already failed. This is the problem with the ATF. The ATF has already failed. When the first letter fails, and that's the alcohol division, and they failed a long-ass time ago. Like, you know, when there was a time when it was a, a constitutional amendment saying that you could not serve alcohol in this country. How'd that work out? Now there is an, there is an, an, amendment, an appeal to that amendment, saying that you can have alcohol in this country. The alcohol part of it failed. Tobacco worked to some point. They allowed it to happen, and then finally they put the, the screws to it, and now smoking numbers are they actually went up when, with everybody going to COVID. But at one time in this country, about 75% of the country smoked. 75%. That's three out of every four people smoked. 
That's not using all tobacco. I'm talking about just smoking cigarettes. They didn't even factor in cigars, pipes, chewing tobacco, snuff. So I would imagine the number back in, you know, in the 50s and 60s, it was close to 80% of America was using tobacco products. They put the kibosh on that. And guns. They got a victory in guns because they banned automatic weapons, but they're trying to ban everything else, and they're going to end up losing that. This $100 million lawsuit is nothing more than a, a bunch of big, bushy eyes looking at this going, finally, we're, we're, we're going to say something. You're not going to win. You're not going to win, and this is the problem that I have. You're going to fight this case, and it's going to come out, if it even makes it to court, because I, I hope it doesn't make it to court. But if it does, you've all you've done is waste taxpayer money. Who are you suing? And let's see. Um, so here I figured, blah, 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 remind his clients related to Columbine. Similarities with the Oxford 300 on four and four fatal shootings in America's schools. 278,000 children traumatized. Who are they suing? We're holding, uh, let's see, uh, oh, are they school, oh, they're suing the school? You ain't going to get $100 million out of them. There's another one that's going to be filed, so they're suing, man, that's a rich school district. They're going to add some people to this, I bet. Mom and dad are going to be added to the lawsuit. Brett, yes, that's exactly what it is. Everybody wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid, but they don't want to do the work. Do, do I know if these two kids were in the classroom where he was trying to get in, acting like a sheriff? That video is scary as shit. That's a real-life horror movie. That's like Land Shark came to life. All you old Saturday Night Live people appreciate that reference. What if these kids weren't in school that day? Did that really affect them? I mean, I'd ask if I was a lawyer. What if they were on the other side of the building? You see, AOC did a great job. When she said January 6th, she was afraid for her life, even though she was a mile away. There are people standing up for her. Saying, oh, she was terrified. She was terrified a mile and a half away. A bunch of old, out-of-shape white guys who broke into the Capitol were a mile and a half away, and you were afraid. You you, you were afraid of what? Missing dinner plans that night? I'm I'm not sure. These kids that were on the other side of the building, you're afraid that... This guy was going to be allowed to get all the way over to the other side of the school? I don't know, but to me, it's hasn't that area, and whenever it comes to one of these school shootings, the area itself is truly affected because now that area is known as the school shooting area. Like, there are people that go and they take pictures on vacation at Columbine High School. Those are the people that suffer. 
That community suffers. Oxford is going to suffer. That place in Florida is going to suffer. Sandy Hook hasn't suffered enough. They had some fucking dipshit guy saying it was all made up. It's another reason why I can't really ever really respect Alex Jones because he still doesn't believe that it was a real thing. He paid, but he doesn't believe it. School shootings are the the worst thing to happen in our lifetime. I can I I mean honestly I I can't you know every generation goes through something. This one's got to be ours. You know, the civil rights, they had their things where people were hung. Am I saying this is as bad as that? No, but I'm saying this is what our equivalent to that is. I can't imagine how, how hard it is now to be a parent as well when it comes to school shootings. You have to send your kid to school and you don't know what kind of fucking crazy shit's going on there. I can only imagine. But hey, maybe these two kids will get $100 million and do good with it. Well, if the black kids all over the country should be allowed to take the day off for mental health after the Rittenhouse verdict, what do you expect? Oh, 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 believe me. My, my, like. I have expectations and I have reality. And I, I live more towards the reality than my expectations. You're 100% right, Douglas. Th- this generation, like I said, that's why I knock on wood that I'm as old as I am. Because, man, oh, man, I hate to see what the next generation does when they get in charge. This weak, soft-ass, sorry little pussy generation that's out having mental health days for a case that was... 2,000 miles away from them and doesn't affect them at all. Well, I got to take the day off. Shit, we're going to go to a, maybe a one-day. I think this is going to be the expectation is that the government is just going to pay us money to stay at home and no jobs will get done, and we'll all bitch and moan about shitty treatment at restaurants and shitty things at stores. Why? Because nobody's working there. I believe in Darwinism. Are we going against the survival of the fittest and promoting the weak qualities of society and rewarding those that don't finish with the stakes get rough? Yes. Yeah, we are. That is exactly what we are. It is no longer the survival of the fittest. The fittest, they get put in their place. This is the survival of the weakest. The weakest get put ahead. And the problem is is that it's been that way for a while now. This is that pendulum I keep telling you all about. It keeps swinging, and it keeps swinging. And what happens once it changes momentum? Oh, it's going to take a big fucking chop. It is going to take a huge chop, and then every chop after that. And then when the momentum is more in their side, the more craziness it's going to be on that side of the pendulum. Because this goes against nature. The weakest don't survive. The weakest do not, unless you change what nature is. 
I mean, if you look at it now, and this is going to sound really weird, but it is the strongest of the weakest. The weakest are the strongest. Because they get the shit done. They get shit in their way. The problem is when that pendulum swings and those who have been rewarded for being so weak are now going up against someone who has always been strong, they will not know how to equip themselves. They aren't built for it, and they will lose dramatically. The best evidence I can give you is this, what they've done in tackling when it comes to high school football. They don't allow kids now in some areas to play tackle football until they're in the ninth grade. In the ninth grade, we see so many injuries happen now due to the fact that they have never been taught how to tackle. That's the world that we live in. Of course you can change nature. Why else would the transgender movement be so strong? Yeah? They're trying. They keep trying to tell us, oh, there, there's more. The gender is not sex. Sex is not gender. Huh? Like, I, I think they, they say all that stuff, and they say it fast. They repeat it for a while, and then they kind of change it up a little bit. They do that to confuse us. And then when we don't, you know, keep up with the program, we're the bad guys. Uh, transgender movement is about money and pumping it into pharma and depopulation because trans people don't have shit tons of kids. No. I think big pharma is a part of it, sure. I, but I, I think this is, this is more than big pharma trying to control everything. This is the people now. Because nobody knows how to act anymore. Nobody knows how to act. Nobody knows how to stand up for themselves. Because if you stand up for yourself, holy shit. Well, you always see people running. What happened to Dave Chappelle? Dave Chappelle stood his ground. Didn't move an inch. I would not go and say that Dave Chappelle has been canceled. By any means, he's been made stronger. And Why? Because he doesn't stand down. He takes all the people on. This is what we all have to do. Follow his lead. When somebody calls you a transgender or a, a transophobe because you use the wrong pronoun, you can no longer take a knee to that person. You stand up to that person. You go, look, I don't give a fuck if you're a boy or a girl. I said the wrong thing, and that does not mean I'm a transophobe. It means I made a mistake because I'm confused about this lifestyle that I really don't want to know anything about. But instead, we go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, I, I, I am bending over backwards for you to tell me what I can and can't do now. We're not here to oppress people. We're not here to put people in camps and say all this shit, and we have to stop acting like that. If somebody doesn't mention your correct pronoun, so fucking be it. Correct them and move on. Does this mean that I can go back in time now 
and I can sue everyone because I'm hurt mentally because of this, who, when we would get phone calls to the house when I was a little kid growing up, I had a high-pitched voice, and I still do. They would ask to speak to the man of the house. I've been asked if my husband's home because they misgendered me because of my voice. Oh, my God. I, I, am, I need to be awarded billions. Let's see. I keep saying it will kill people. My friend's mom just died after they tested her with that drug. Redimzol. Okay. Uh, guess who developed it? Fauci. Yeah. No, isn't, no one is entitled to respect. Respect is earned. Oh, please. Yes, you're, you're, Douglas, you're 100% right. You're absolutely right, but bullshit. Not in today's world, it's not. Everybody's respected in today's world, and if you don't respect them, you, ha- you are there, whatever they are, phobic. Transgender people have done nothing to gain my respect. I, 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 except they figured out what they wanted in life, and that they're doing what's making them happy. So there you go. If you want to do what makes you happy and you're not afraid of it, you go do it. You go do it all you want. Now, the way that I deal with that is I make fun of it because I don't know how to handle it. I don't know what I would say. I don't know what I would do if I came into contact with a trans person because I have nothing in common with them in the way they believe. They believe that there are like 58 billion different kind of sexes. I believe there are two. We don't have anything in common. So what I do to handle that in my own head is I make fun of it or I make jokes of it. Now, it's meant for me. You know, one thing I don't give Braddy Kid enough credit for, and I'll give it to her here, because there's one thing I always hated if, if I was with somebody and I would make a joke, and it was just between us two. And they would look at me, and they go, oh, be nice. I didn't say it to that person. Brad Kids never said that to me. And I appreciate that more than anything else. Oh, be nice. Well, I am being nice. I'm being nice to myself because, you see, this is how I'm internalizing and dealing with it. I know that I'm never, ever going to. Be put. I, I know how to act in a situation. Let's say I were to be asked to go to the Special Olympics to cover it. I would go happily because I am so proud of those people and the things they do, but it makes me feel sad. It makes me feel sad that they can't be quote-unquote normal, and I know that's not a right use, word to use, but I don't care, and I make jokes. It's the best part of the Special Olympics, not being retarded. Now, I'm not going to tell that joke at the Special Olympics, but I'm going to tell that joke to my friends because that's how I deal with it. Because I don't want to go to my friends and go, man, if, if those kids didn't have the, the unlucky happening of getting a chromosome or two too short, they could be real athletes. And even me saying they could be real athletes, they are real athletes, but you know what I mean. 
But instead, I'm going to tell my joke because my joke makes me feel better than having to think of the true tragic behind it. This is the world that we should live in. We should live in that world. It's okay to make jokes. You don't make they, when when you make jokes towards a group of people. If I went into Chinatown and start telling a bunch of fucking anti-Asian jokes, I'm an asshole. I'm a dickhead who's probably going to get karate on out of there. If I'm at home and I'm talking about it with like two buddies, that's how I'm dealing with it. Sorry, and you and and you can say, well, you can hide your racism all you want. Okay, fine. If you want to call it that. That's fine. I, I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. What people think about me really doesn't bother me anymore. I, it used to. I ain't going to lie. It used to. Now, it's one of those things, man. Oh, well. Be nice. How about if I be nice to myself first? I think that's what we should all start doing is being nice to ourselves. If we started being nice to ourselves, we wouldn't let all this other shit fucking just... Piss us off. All right, what does this text message say? Arnie, I don't worry about pronouns at all. Uh, it's obvious to me you're a man, then I'll refer to you him as a he. If it's opposite, I'll refer to it as a she. I don't give a fuck how or what they feel. You just got junk hanging, you're a male. If not, you're a female, period. Yes, exactly. And, and look, look, you're not phobic about it. That's just you. <laughs> Douglas, think about it. Getting women out of sports by infiltrating it with transgender men. No more boring women's sports. No, instead, we just have bad, mediocre sports. Now, sometimes I'm diced to myself at least three times a day. Okay. Hey, that that's part of it, too. That's totally a part of it. But this whole idea... We got to get along with everybody. I don't know who started that fucking bullshit. I think all of our moms got together and said, hey, you be nice to everybody. Uh-huh. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. Too bad the other kids' moms were fucking huffing, huffing glue and sniffing paint. We're going to sue for $100 million. Let's see, uh, state of Oklahoma puts somebody to death. That's good. Bigler Bud Stouffer becomes the oldest inmate to be executed. Um, let's see, murderer is given final meal of chicken and broccoli before being put to death by lethal injection for killing teacher ex-girlfriend in 1985. Man, a lot of people are making fun of the fact that he just had chicken and broccoli, but that's like a six-fucking-star meal in Oklahoma. Usually you get either brown or clear ur water. And maybe some good old, like, coffee and tobacco grinds mixed up. It makes a hell of a dinner. Man, you know that, yeah. I bet you that fucking prison wanted to execute him a long time ago because this guy is fucking boring. I'll just have dry chicken and broccoli, boss. Is fucking terrible. Uh, let's see, boss. I'll have me a couple of chicken patties with a slice of bread. Oh, yeah. You, you want to throw in some fries? Okay. Fries, broccoli, mixed fruit, two cookies, fruit drink, and one bottle of water. 
Man, I think I might change my, my, my final meal. It ain't going to be something I ever had before. You know what? My final meal, my final meal is I'm going to fucking load up on Indian food. Now, I know a lot of people like Indian food, and I ain't putting it down. I smelt that stuff, and it don't smell no good to me. My man Stackar invited me to, like, the, this big, like, 7-Eleven type convention in the Sacramento area. It was kick-ass, and it was catered, but I didn't need a goddamn thing. I got to see all the vendors and try to get free Copenhagen. That failed. Then went to the buffet. They had a big old buffet of Indian food, and I just said, nope. My last meal will be a big old Hindu-type deal. I want a big old Indian dinner because if I'm going to die, then that means I ain't going to have to worry about how I live with And from what I hear, it tastes pretty good. They'll fuck up your system. Well, I ain't going to be along live enough, so uh, alive long enough. If I'm being executed, I'm making sure my last meal is the night before and I'm getting crammed to the gills on Mexican and Indian food. All spicy, all gassy, I'm going to explode into a foul ball of gaseous shit that sprays the windows. Yep. I could eat Indian food all day long, but woof, does it make me de- Yeah, see, I'm I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified of it. And and I'm not the biggest like spice guy. I don't need it real, real hot. I mean, if there's a little little hot to it, it's fine. That's good. But these people that use gallons and gallons of hot sauce on everything just want to keep burning your taste buds off, okay. Yeah. I mean, some Indian food. Maybe so throw in some crazy Thai shit in there, too. That ain't too hot. I'm good with all that. But, yeah, they put him to death. Good for Oklahoma. Scott Peterson uh, no longer getting the death penalty. He's now uh, going to be in jail for the rest of his life. His lawyer seems to be coming out and saying, oh, we have new evidence that will exonerate him from even being the killer. Here we go. Here's the attorney on with. We're granted a new trial. Do you have new evidence, evidence that exonerates your client? Absolutely. We now know that the burglary that occurred across the street, which the Modesto police originally stated occurred on uh, December 26th, we now can present evidence that it actually occurred at the time Lacey disappeared. Uh, the Modesto police initially, and when they were questioned in court, stated that the burglars told them that it happened on the 26th. The problem with that is, is by the 26th, the entire street was covered with media who were covering Lacey Peterson's disappearance. And several journalists have stated that there is no way in the world that could have happened because they were all standing there outside the house and a burglary. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they're just playing around with crazy dates and everything. Scott Peterson's still a scumbag. I'm just telling you. He, he's he's going to be in jail forever. They ain't going to let him out. Uh, good news to report in the race for the governor of the great state of Texas. Greg Abbott leads that idiot Beto O'Rourke by double digits, thank God, because Beto is the stupidest man I've ever seen in politics, and that includes our current president right here. I don't think he's going to be giving medical advice, A. That's not the role of any president. He would say... 
Get your shot today. There is no time to waste. We're talking, he's dumber than the guy who read end of statement. Beto O'Rourke is going to get killed again. More people have found out the truth about him. Who's worse, Beto or Gavin? Well, Gavin's worse because he's the actual governor. If if Beto turned into Governor Beto, he would be he would be ten times he would try to be ten times worse. The problem is he would only be here for maybe one term, with all the shit that he wants to turn over. But there's no way this guy gets elected. Yeah. That was the other video that I saw. I remember seeing that. It's one of the other videos I saw that I was trying to talk about with this thing with uh, got me on that rant yesterday about Joel Osteen, the guy who walks up to him, takes a selfie, and tells me he's a piece of shit. It happened to Beto also at an event where this guy in a cowboy hat comes up to him, pretty much calls him a piece of shit and says, stay out of El Paso. And Beto's just laughing because, once again, he's been sheltered his whole life. He didn't know how to handle that. Yeah, that's where I've seen the other one. Uh, Let's see. uh, I'm surprised Beto hasn't moved to California or Oregon. Oh, give him time. Nevada needs a new governor. Joey Gilbert for Nevada. Oh, you, you do need a new governor. Man, Governor Saxum Dix. Is that his name? No, that that's not his name. Doggone it. Governor, go, governor licks a lot of dicks. That's it. By the way, has anything come out on his car accident? Has anything more been released on that? Like what his, I don't know, blood alcohol level was? Or what his blood test said? Any, any, anybody? Anybody? You have to be a registered Republican to vote in the Nevada primaries. Oh, they're going to get rid of that because that's racist. Yeah, I don't remember. He got in a bad car wreck, and it was weird that a governor was driving himself, I thought. They allowed his wife to clean out his car, you know, get any open containers out of there that she can. Allegedly. Nope, they didn't even do... No, they didn't do a field sobriety test. I've seen the video, but I want to know what they... Because the the, uh, Las Vegas Police Department did open up a case because they found him responsible for the wreck, and then they were starting to look at anything. I'm just wondering if they've all been shut up. So, yes, Beto is getting his ass kicked by a guy in a wheelchair. There you go. All right. Let's, oh, got to talk about this. <laughs> They're too busy with Stephanie's claims. <laughs> All right. I guess this happened. Oh, wait. Let, let's see if I can watch a video. I can see video here. Okay, no, no volume yet. No volume at all, I guess. It's a loose ball. It's a girls' basketball game. Uh, they're piled on top of each other. They know they're po- there's a little scrapping going on there. Maybe a little bit. Uh, the referees, the players are trying to pull apart everybody. 
They're going on the field now. There's a sheriff. There's another sheriff coming on there. And wham! The sheriff just belted a girl. Holy shit. Man, I'm glad they had the spotlight on him. He he went in a, a, a just a sprint. The incident took place on December 3rd as Oswald County took on Perry County. Video of the incident shows an altercation. When Brent Lynch runs in from his team's bench on the far right, he appears to strike a female player amid the chaos. <laughs> I guess he got arrested? Okay, he got arrested. According to reports, Lynch was charged with Fourth-degree assault for striking a juvenile in the face. Wait, wait a second. He hit her where? In the face! In the face! (laughs) How do you get worked that up at a girls' basketball game? I mean, really. Come on. I'd be like getting that worked up at like a a 10-year-old boys game. That you're going to come flying from the other side of the ring or or the arena. And you're going to full on put a 15-year-old girl in beatdown mode. I I, I don't know. I just, wait a second. No. Dayton Carson said, don't worry. I'm taking back roads from now on. Okay, good. Thank God. But, but, but really, I mean, and he's a sheriff? He's the sheriff? Boy, that is a fucked up county there if he is the actual sheriff to where he is just going to blindside a chick. This ain't even a chick his own age. It's a 15-year-old basketball playing girl. It happened in a what looks to be a, a, a quite light rural part of Kentucky. You're lucky you didn't get no hood rat girl. Because hood rat girl would have pulled her nails off, taken her earrings off, and put a fucking beating on you. Oh, no, he didn't. Uh-uh. And then mama and auntie from the stands is going to come down. They're going to take the weaves off. Gonna clip off all the nails and they are gonna put a beat down on your ass as well. Oh, it's coming. You don't do that shit. I I, I mean honestly, like like you, you don't beat up first of all, you don't beat up girls. Secondly, if you're a cop and why and, and there are like eight sheriff's deputies there. Why are there so many sheriff's deputies at a girls basketball game? I'm being honest here. They got eight sheriff's deputies there. Eight. That's like one sheriff's deputy for every person or two people that are at the game. It's girls basketball. No offense. Two just fucking dropped her. Dropped her like she was fucking second period French. What uh, I'm in Sacktown. 
I can see it now if we're on the same highway and the car just miraculously just veers in your direction. Yeah, it's craziness. Crazy. All right. Let's get to it, shall we? Let's get to the second round of Celebrity Ass Deathmatch, the Men of the Military Edition. All right, first round went great. We had Maverick from Top Gun and a Rambo make it all the way through, and they are a part of the mountain. We are now here to do round two to see who joins them on this mystical Mount Rushmore of military people thing. Let's get it on! All right, first matchup. <clears throat> Brett. Brett, listen up. Brett. First one up we have Sergeant Hartman from what I consider the greatest first hour of any military movie on the face of the earth. That would be Full Metal Jacket, where we got such great gems as, where, 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 oh shit, where is his drops? Here we go. There they are. Jesus H. Christ. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? Holy dog shit. Texas only steers and queers come from Texas, and you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. So we got Sergeant Hartman going up against Lieutenant Zach Mayo. The, the the part played by Richard Gere taking on, oh, 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 I can't even think of his name now, but but his uh, his commanding, but it's Lieutenant Mayo, Louis Gossett Jr., the third. Lieutenant Zach Mayo from An Officer and a Gentleman versus Sergeant Hartman, Full Metal Jacket, Ass Family, who ya got? Hey, have a great weekend there, Alicia. Sergeant Hartman. Jesus H. Christ. Yep, yeah, it's him. We also play him in other places on the show, if you're wondering. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. You see, Arlie Ermey is everywhere, and he moves on. Well, he will face off against... I don't remember who Colonel Mike Kirby was, but Colonel Mike Kirby. Why, why, why am I drawing a blank? Why am I drawing a blank? Oh, Colonel Mike. Oh, this is why. Colonel Mike Kirby. 
He's not a funny guy. No, he's John Wayne in the in the Battle of the Green Berets. It's been a while since I've seen that. So we got Colonel Mike Kirby taking on <laughs> the one and only. Surprise, surprise, surprise. That's right, Gomer Pyle. Holy. Gomer Pyle versus the Green Beret, Colonel Mike Kirby. Ask family, the question is, who ya got? Jim Neighbors defeated John Wayne. Gomer Pyle beats Colonel Mike Kirby from the Green Berets and moves on. Holy shit. Goober, I mean, Gomer, how do you feel? Surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. Man, oh, man. This has been a good one so far, I tell you. Uh... Our next candidate, oh, dear God, is the man that was questioned by Lieutenant Caffey, the Honorable Nathan R. Jessup. You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. Well, I, I, I actually can. I, I can believe that the... the Oh, man, the man, the myth, the legend, Nathan R. Jessup, taking on the Brad Pitt character in Inglorious Bastards, Lieutenant Aldo Rains, and his, his leading of the bear Jew, Nathan R. Jessup versus Aldo Rains. Ask family, who you got? from a few good men. Aldo Reigns moves on. Wow. Our final matchup. We have the one and only 
Clint Eastwood here as Sergeant Gunny Highway. And, and uh, oh, well, it, it, Highway Ridge, right? That's the name. Why am I drawing a blank this morning? But you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Gunny Highway. Heartbreak Ridge, that's it. Thank you, Ogre. Heartbreak Ridge, Sunny Gunny Highway, taking on from the good Under Siege movie, the character played by Gary Busey himself, Commander Krill. Sergeant Gunny Highway against Commander Krill. Ask family, who you got? First matchup is a matchup of a couple of Marines. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And that right there is one of them, Gomer Pyle. Golly. And he is taking on what could be the greatest sound drop from any movie ever, or sound dropper, and that is Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. Holy Jesus. A jelly donut? Holy dog shit. Texas only steers and queers come from Texas. And you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. Happy birthday to you. You know who I'm talking about. Sergeant Hartman versus Gomer Pyle. Ass family, who you got? Such a bad beating. Good Lord. Just stop the fight. Stop the fight right now. Sergeant Hartman has won. And he moves on and is a part of the Mount Rushmore of military heroes. Our final matchup is the Brad Pitt character and Inglorious Bastards during World War II. They were dropped off behind enemy lines and they killed them some Nazis. Taking on the one and only Gunny Highway. 
who taught Mario Van Peebles a thing or two, if you ask my opinion on it. Gunny Highway, Aldo Reigns, Ass Family, who ya got? It is all over, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't even a fair fight. Gunny Highway moves on and is a part of the Mount Rushmore of military characters. We will find out who the face of this mountain will be. Will it be the aforementioned Gunny Highway? Will it be Sergeant Hartman? Will it be Maverick? Or will it be John Rambo? We will find out in the next break, I promise. And here is your other set of music, cover songs. The last set of cover songs we got going in right here, right now. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. Ice is back, the brand new invention, something. Grabs a hold of me tightly, flowing like a harpoon. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights. And I'll glow to the extreme I rock a mic like a vandal Light up the stage and wax the chalk Like a candle dance Caress the speaker that booms I'm killing your brain Like a poisonous mushroom deadly When I play a dope melody Anything less than the best Is a felony Love it or leave it You better gain weight Better hit bulls out that kid don't play If it was a problem I would solve it, check out the hook While my DJ revolves it Ice Vanilla ice Vanilla ice Ice, baby Oh, ice, ice, baby Yeah, ice Vanilla ice Vanilla ice Ice, baby is jumping with the bass kicked in the fingers are pumping quick to the point to the point no faking cooking them seeds like a pound of bacon burning up if we're not quick and nimble i go crazy when i hear that symbol and i eh, with the souped up tempo i'm on a roll it's time to go solo rolling Hit my 5.0 with the rack top down so my bed can blow. If it was a problem, I would solve it. Check out the hook on my DJ revolves in eyes. Vanilla eyes. Vanilla eyes. Eyes, baby. Take heat, 
Cause I'm a lyrical poet Memphis on the scene Just in case you didn't know it This is my town That created all the blue sounds Enough to play and feel the soul all around Cause my style's like a chemical spill A feasible words you can vision and feel Conducted and formed It's a heck of a concept We make it hype and you wanna step with this Billy Benz on the strings Cutting to your heart like the great BB King So fast, no other city that can If my music was a drug, I would sell it by the gram Keep my composure when it's time to get loose Magnetized by the mic when I kick my juice If it was a problem, yo, I would solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it And listen, ice is back, the brand new invention Something grabs the hold of me tightly Flowing like a harpoon, daily and nightly
1057-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. My goodness, there was no love for the Marty Ray Project version of Ice Ice Baby. The rises cut to the 12-year-old arrived at a Vanilla Ice concert in Stockton with a disgusted look on her face at this bullshit version. Because if someone says this song can't be any wider, then the motherfucker says, hold my hard seltzer. Hold my white claw. God damn. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me know this is over. Now, this person definitely went to the Pittsburgh School of Musical Remakes and got an advanced degree in fucking up someone else's original work. Pitbull. Hashtag Pitbull. But am I the only one who still true had their teenage self uh, sing that whole fucking song? The rest says, I couldn't, Jen. I can dig it. I don't even know what was in all that song until the chorus. Hail Strong was awesome. I like the one corn. Yeah, that was corn that did word up. Yeah, much of the newer stuff I can't get into. Their old albums are great. Dang, uh, I can't type this morning. I'm waiting for the iDoc. At least I have Arnie's entertain me while I'm waiting. Good. That's my job. I was a corn kid in high school. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, if the guy sold his song like a gram, I'd want my money back and I'd beat him out of just principle. Uh, all right. Speaking of celebrities that we hate, man, oh, man. If this is any indication of 2022, I don't want any part of it. Pete Davidson will be co-hosting a New Year's Eve show. With Miley Cyrus. Boy, if there weren't a couple of just bigger ego-driven with least amount of talent celebrities out there. Oh, I got it worse. I'm at the fucking DMV in California. Thanks for the ass family for keeping me sane. Oh, God damn. Would you break the law or something? You got to be in that damn building? I guess uh, she cracked a joke about his notorious BDE, his big dick energy. Ha ha, ha ha. And of course, his girlfriend commented on Instagram with a, a like. Why in the fuck is Pete Davidson hosting a New Year's Eve show? And why is the co-host of said New Year's Eve show, Miley Cyrus? I, I don't understand. What the, is this a prison show? Are they enter, entertaining convicts? Because what did I do to get them to get to host a New Year's Eve show? First of all, I'm not going to watch, and I, I, I don't think many people will. But this is the best you have? This is what you're going to ring in the new year with? This is what you're going to try to take on Ryan Seacrest and, 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 and then the gay one over on CNN? This was Jimmy Fallon's doings? Haven't we all had enough of Jimmy Fallon's doings? I don't know about you, but I see old clips of Johnny Carson. David Letterman, you know, back when back when Johnny was a huge star, 
but he never acted like it. Johnny always made sure that the guests were the stars. So did Dave Letterman. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy Fallon had to start singing with them and had to do stupid contests contest to try to bring them down to level. See, the celebrities go on that show to say, hey, look at my latest wares, or I'm a celebrity, and I, I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's why we watch the show, because those people entertain us. This is like, this would be like watching bad people play, or, or like the U.S. Open in golf, when they make the course so hard, even the pros play like shit. Well, then why am I watching? I want to see the best in the world be the best at the world. Not on a course that's designed to punish them for great shots. If I want to see that, I'll go out and pay my $42 and play a round of golf. But Jimmy Fallon destroyed all that. Jimmy Kimmel followed suit. Craig Gilborn's just a fucking tool bag. And by the way, their ratings all show it. Their ratings are dog shit. Big debut energy. <laughs> Pete and I are official co-hosts, that is. <laughs> Watching Fallon tonight, our first show together as a pair. We'll be talking about Miley's New Year's Eve party hosted by US by us in Miami. And, and Kim Kardashian liked it. Why, why do I care? Why do I? Why, why, why? And by the way, there's some weird video going around where Pete Davidson is hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly and they're in their underwear. Ladies, let me clear something up for you. Uh, boys don't hang around each other in their underwear. That's called gym. We, we don't have a sleepover one night and hang out in our underwear. What we try to do is make one kid fall asleep so we can put his hand in a cup of wet wa- or warm water and he pisses himself. That's the goal of the night. The older you get, the worse the goal becomes. Shaving eyebrows. Having dog lick things from genitalia, possibly. But never you're hanging out and partying in your skivvies with another dude. It's just not what you did. This is being as offensive, by the way, to me, seeing these guys there, as it is to all women whenever you have gals over. You either have to be selling Tupperware or having a pillow fight. I know that's not true. Except I always put the pillows in there. Uh, but that's what it, it pisses you off? Well, this is going to be the new thing now that pisses me off. I agree with you, Arise. Pete Davidson is a no-class or no-talent-ass cl- ah, no clown. Fuck, I can't read today either. A buddy of mine who was well-known for being a prankster at parties accidentally fell asleep first with his shoes on and woke up with a sharpied Captain America helmet all over his face. That's what happens. 
Oh, man. Oh, let's see. Uh, what are we going to do next? Okay. Oh, man, fans are pissed off because tickets went on sale yesterday. If this story will come up. I, I don't know if it's going to come up or not. Tickets went on sale for this person, and uh, they were sold out within minutes. Resale has already gone from $1,000 to a ticket to $37,000 a ticket, depending on where you want to see Adele. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I hate this bitch. Hello. Mm-hmm. It's me. I know, I know, I know. Right? Look, hon, I know. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, no, thank you. I, I, I appreciate that. We're just talking about your new residency. That you have in Las Vegas. Um, does it say where she's performing? I'm sure it'll be on everything there in Vegas. Oh, she'll be at the uh, at Caesar's Palace. Okay. The original price on some tickets were as low as eighty five dollars, but now those are a thousand bucks. Wow, she'll be Adele. Oh, God damn it. I didn't mean to say it. No, no, no. No. Hello. It's me. Yes, I, I, I'm aware. I'm aware. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like no, to No, I, I really don't. To I'm, go no, over. No, stop it. Everything. Thank you. Appreciate that. No. No, my last computer wasn't. A product from the company known as Dell. No, it wasn't. No, no. It was Microsoft. (laughs) I'm not going to see this person in concert. No, I'm not. Damn you people for trying to get me to say it again. Can't do it. I can't do it, Captain. Uh, Well, New Zealand has figured out the key to get people to stop smoking. Which, by the way, will never happen. I'm just letting you know. New Zealand announced plans to prevent young people from ever being able to buy cigarettes. Wait, hold on. Let Let me get the right music. Yes. This is a historic day for health of our people. Dr. Aisha Burrell, Associate Health Minister, said in a statement. New Zealand announced plans to prevent young people from ever being able to buy cigarettes and a plan to make the country entirely smoke-free by 2025. What are they doing? Okay, here we go. If anyone was born after 2008, you will not be able to purchase cigarettes or tobacco products In your lifetime. And this will help limit the nicotine in cigarettes available to older people. The number of retailers able to sell cigarettes could be cut substantially. Health officials, campaign groups have welcomed the move, recognizing the proposed reforms as one of the world's toughest crackdowns On the tobacco industry. (whistles) 
just just let you know. You're, you're talking about human beings. And there's a big part of the human race that, that craves something that, that allows them to escape for the moment, whether it be crack cocaine, whether it be alcohol, whether it be sugar, whether it would be anything like that, including cigarettes, because Americans will find a way. Oh, okay, you're going to, well, then uh, we'll, we'll just start vaping, and we'll hide the ways that they can put more ha- uh, nicotine and shit into the vapes. You're, you're really going to outlaw smoking, okay? And, and that's fine. They can do that in New Zealand. They, they want to do it that way. There will be something else. Let's see, once again, though, this isn't even in America, so you don't have any freedoms there. Uh, people smoke if they don't want to do it. What the fuck? I don't like cigarettes, but I, shit, I like freedom. Well, that ought to do it. It'll cut usage. What will people do in casinos now while glued to their machines, right? See, this is happening. America already knows there ain't no way around this one. You've done, you look, you've done a great job, yeah, like we talked about earlier. At one time, almost 80% of this country used tobacco products. Now it's down to about maybe 28, 29%. Think about how smoggy and, and smoky casinos used to be. My favorite was the smoking and non-smoking sections on airplanes. It just outlawed it. And that made the numbers go down. It made the numbers go The numbers are never going to go away. And then you're going to bankrupt companies in this country? Okay. So there they go after the tobacco. By the way, tobacco, wanting the, one of the founding products that America you know, built itself upon was the tobacco industry. But now we're turning on our back on it like we've done coal, like we've done oil. But I digress. Yeah, casinos are going to be the one safe bastion. They're going to be like, bring your cigarettes on in here. We bought every company up. Come to our casino and we'll give you free cigarettes. Um, by the way, by the way, for all those people born after 2008, you can't buy them. You're still going to get addicted to them. You'll get one from your sister. You'll get people to buy them for you. They ain't going anywhere. Doo-dah, doo-dah. Kids will find a way to smoke all the doo-dah day. <coughs> See, look, look at that. I can, just, I, I can just freestyle it. I'm not a freestyle rapper. I'm more of a freestyle singer. Let's see. Uh, late. Oh, I was talking about. Yeah, nobody's watching the. Nobody in the youth demographic, the 18 to 49 year old demographic. You know, one that spends a little bit of money. None of them are watching the late night guys. That's because they think they're dorks. Jimmy, let me tell you what's wrong with the late night guys. <clears throat> it goes like this. Stephen Colbert is too political. 
and nobody wants to be revved up politically before they go to bed. They want to be entertained and possibly laughing before they go to sleep. And Jimmy Kimmel kind of, or Jimmy Fallon kind of gets that still, and he tries to be funny with the mean tweets and things, but then he falls back on being too political. So you got too political, and then too political still trying to be funny. And then you got Jimmy Fallon who's not really political at all when he does it. It's very, very off-putting because he's not very good at political humor. And it goes down to the just stupid games and and, and comedy that's not really funny because it's too cheesy. It's too safe a comedy. Those people that watch those late-night talk shows, like, they want there to be a kind of a, an edge to it. That's what made Letterman so great. It's surely what fucking made Johnny the King. The double entendres, all the sex talk that was going on that was we didn't get because we were too young, and now you go back and you watch it like they were saying that shit on TV. But instead, Jimmy Fallon has guest wacky guests doing voices in karaoke. Hey, kids, let's watch karaoke competitions. Douglas says, I don't watch TV because it's trash and full of propaganda. I get enough of that when I'm watching the NFL. Oh, you're right. There's plenty of it on there. I I, I, I just watch and fast forward as much as I can. If the show starts to piss me off that it's getting too political, I won't watch it anymore. Oh, we haven't been on a trip lately, have we? No, we haven't. We haven't gone to visit our friends in the lovely Sunshine State lately. Everyone from Florida is stupid. Everyone from Florida is dumb. I might not be the brightest guy, but next to them my IQ's high. If they had guitars, here's how they'd strum. Make no mistake, Florida is the South's trash can. We have a problem in Florida right now, buddy. Yeah, this is about uh, 19-year-old Jeremy Caparivine. He's a plantation Florida, and he was arrested and charged last month with extortion and cyber-stalking. They didn't name the victim per se, but we found out it was Senator uh, Lauren Book, whose district includes parts of Broward County, released a statement saying the threatening message had been sent to her. Quote, Three years ago, I became the victim of an ongoing sexual harassment extortion. I immediately notified law enforcement and began working closely with them to track those responsible for sending me threatening and disturbing images and messages to my phone, including distorted, fake, and stolen images created in an effort to intimidate, threaten, and extort me. She is chair of the Senate Democratic Caucus... I'm betting she does cock a lot of ass. And a longtime advocate for the victims of child abuse and sexual abuse. She contacted the Florida Department of uh, Law Enforcement after someone sent her several bad, dirty photos threatening to ruin her political career and releasing them to the public. So, so she... She, 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 she was naked in the pictures, and they found naked pictures of her, and they were trying to extort her. And, and by the way, 
They extorted her for $4,000? What kind of extortion attempt is that? Hey, man, we need $4,000. Did you did you hear that? $4,000. Now, we'll give you 72 hours to come up with it. Now, look, $4,000 is a lot of money. When you're extorting a public figure, like a senator... Guys, I just brought one of my favorite chickens inside and walked around telling her she could be a a house chicken if she wants. I need to go back to work. Yes, you do need to go back to work. Um, During a search of the young man's phone, agents reported finding the messages as well as a folder containing photos and videos of book. The young man was arrested. They don't know how he got the photos. Well, by stalking her, that's how. And then saying he'd use these pictures to blackmail her. Only in Florida. God bless you, Florida. Not smart enough to get it off your own phone. There you go. Well, I wonder how he got caught. You know, somebody's in Florida right now going, how did he get caught? Man, I heard about this kid. He had all kinds of stuff stored up on his phone and stuff, but how did he get caught? Dumb shit. He got caught because he was stupid. Massachusetts company cooks world's largest pot brownie. Good Lord, that warehouse, wherever they cook, this thing is 850 pounds. There are 20,000 milligrams of THC. Good Lord. You know, somebody's going to fucking do the edibles wrong on this thing. It's three feet high on every side. Fifth, or it's three, three feet long on every side. Fifteen inches high. Ha <laughs> ha, get it? It's 15 inches high. It'll feel a lot higher afterwards. Ha <laughs> ha. Come on. Ha <laughs> ha. Where, where's the damn? There it is. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. This is our last story, and then we'll figure out the end of celebrity ass death match. There's a lot of wrong with this story, and we're gonna have we're gonna have to cover this shit. A, a Missouri mother is facing jail time after she admitted to stealing her estranged daughter's identity in order to secure student loans, enroll in college, and pursue her sexy co-ed fantasies. She uh, uh, applied for a Social Security card in Hayes' name, which she properly received in the mail. From that point on, Oglesby, who originally hailed from Arkansas and was 43, assumed her daughter's identity, saying her name was Lauren, and she was 22. Well, I'm seeing a picture of her daughter, Lauren, and then I'm seeing a picture of Mama. Anybody who thinks those two people are the same people need fucking eye surgery immediately. Do not pass go. 
Do not collect no damn $200. God damn living in the South because we have to come up with real stereotypes here. She started to seduce men in their early 20s who had no idea she was almost two decades older. Let me correct how that was written. She started seducing men in their early 20s who didn't give a fuck how old she was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, she's really, uh, she's having guys stick their fingers in her hoo-ha and grab her boobs. Wait a second, those don't feel like a 20-year-old's boobs. By the way, she don't look she don't look like she's in her damn 20s. She looks like she is in maybe her mid-30s. I read about this and thought about shit, if only I had daughters, everyone would believe I was my 22-year-old daughter. I'd be surprised at how many people. I understand that. I, I get that one. To get financial aid, they use their kids. I understand that one. But look, I, I'm seeing a picture of her now taking a selfie. Bitch don't look like she's no 23 years old. Who did she fool? She's from Oregon. They live in Missouri now. They got to live in the southern part of Missouri because that is really the dumb part of that state. She moved in with a local couple, a pair of apparently kind strangers in Mountain View who believed she was a young woman running away from a domestic violence situation. No, she's not in her damn 20s. She saw her 20s. The last time she saw the 20s was like 1920. She applied for financial aid and received $9,400 in federal loans. $5,900 in Pell Grants and $1,800 in finance charges. All because she wanted to, all she had to do was be herself around them young men and throw that pussy around there. She's at a college. Do you think those guys are really that discerning about getting ass? Oh, it's Southwest Baptist College. Okay, I know where that is. I'm tricking them. No, you're not. They don't give a fuck. I'm sorry to be the one that tells you that. Guys don't care. Now, now the way that guys will care, let me tell you, is if you say you're, I don't know, 22 and you're 11, then they give a fuck. That's the big one there. That's the one you don't want to go. But if you're 33 and you say you're 22 and you're willing to fuck, guy don't give a shit. Doesn't care. 43, doesn't care. 53, I'm going to bet the guy realizes that one. I got all these guys. I tricked them. They thought I was, they don't even know if if they don't care you have a daughter. Remember who this new generation of boys is, though. Well, this, this story is about four years old. So that, uh, you're right. 
What are your pronouns? See, that, that would be where she would slip up. Because people that are that old, they don't know the whole pronoun game. So, it, you know, if one of our pussy kids that's out there now goes, what's your pronouns? She's busted. She's fucking done for. They're the ones that don't even want to touch ladies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy says, the guy cares if you say you're 23 and then you're a man. Yeah, yeah, the guy will care about that. But if you truly have all the correct parts, and they don't even have to be working, really. As long as you got the correct parts and not that one one add-on with a couple of friends that come along with it, as long as you ain't got that, guy's good to go. There you go. I tricked all them young boys into sleeping with me. Ha, 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 ha. No, dummy, you just fucking wasted your time by having to go back to college. Fuck that shit. I ain't going back to no damn school. You got to be crazy. All right, it is now time, as family. As we like to do on the weekends, we go out with a bang playing celebrity. celebrity. Ass. 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 Get back. Get back. This week it's the Mount Musmore of Military Characters. Man, we have done a hell of a job whittling this down to four. Maverick, Rambo, Gunny Highway, and Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. That's your final four. Let's get to this war right here and now. Let's get it on. In our first matchup, Ass Family. We have the ever so confident, cocky, arrogant, if you will, fighter pilot known as Lieutenant Pete Mitchell. The star of the movie Top Gun and the upcoming movie, if it ever comes out, Top Gun, colon, Maverick. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Maverick. He's taking on a man that has been in quite a few war movies, if you will. From First Blood all the way to Rambo 77. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only John Rambo. In the case of Maverick versus Rambo. Ass family. Who ya got? Ladies and gentlemen, Rambo moves on. Rambo defeats the fighter pilot quite easily. 
And now the matchup is set to see who will face off against John Rambo. Will it be Sergeant Hartman? Will it be the man that we saw turn those poor punk-ass kids like Private Pile into men? Holy dog shit. Texas only steers and queers come from Texas. And you don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. Or will it be also a Marine? Gunny Highway from the movie Heartbreak Ridge. Sergeant Hartman. Gunny Highway. Ass Family. Who you got? Looks as if Sergeant Hartman, he is our winner. He is our winner. And he moves on. So now the battle is set, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The final matchup is here and now. Between two military heavyweights. Will it be former Green Beret John Rambo or will it be Sergeant, I don't remember his first name, Hartman or better known as Sergeant R. Lee Ermey? Rambo versus Hartman, ass family, who ya got? Banana phone. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. I've got this feeling so appealing for us to get together and sing, sing. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ding, dong, ding, dong, ding, dong, ding. Banana phone. In bunches, I've got my hunches. It's the best, beats the rest. Singular, modular, interactive, modular. Ring, 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 ring. Banana phone. Ping pong, ping pong, ping pong, ping. Banana phone. It's no baloney. It ain't a phony. I'm a cellular. Banana phone. It's tied. It's tied. We need a vote. Will it be Rambo? Will it be Hartman? I need to know. I need to know now. Oh, my God. The last two votes came in so quickly. Oh, and they tied things up. Who will take us over the top? Will it be John Rambo? Oh, look at that. It is Hartman. Oh, my God. Oh, Sergeant Hartman from Full Metal Jacket. He is your winner.
He is your winner of the Mount Rushmore of Great Military Characters. Woo! Woo! Oh, man, that was a tough one there. We barely got through that one, but we did. Just like this week, we got through it with all the craziness and all the kookiness. We still got through it, and we made it to another one. So, today being Friday means I will be off on the weekend. We come back Monday. We're back to regular shows as normal. By the way, back to regular music till next Friday when we do live version music. And the week after that, I think we'll be doing Christmas music. So, uh, so there you go. So, uh, please, uh, if you go out this weekend and you go to some Christmas parties and you get your little decoration on and all that, please drive safe. Get a cab. Get a coot, Uber. Get home. And remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until Monday, have a great weekend. And adios, everybody. You ain't never fell as far as when you fall in love. Except the fall you take when you've been loved and given up. When you have your heart and soul rubbed into the dirt An 80-proof bottle of tear-stopper will take away the hurt Give me an 80-proof bottle of tear-stopper And I'll start feeling I forgot her Getting it loose and lose her memory And I won't think I'm close to dying Cause it rises up all my crying An 80-proof bottle of tear-stopper Always sets me free It ain't easy losing love Although it's turned out bad All at once you're turning off Old feelings you once had But I found a helping hand Right here in my hand an 80-proof bottle of tear-stopper will help me take command. Give me an 80-proof bottle of tear-stopper And I'll start feeling I forgot her Getting it loose and lose her memory And I won't think I'm close to dying Cause it dries up all my crying An 80-proof bottle of tear-stopper Always sets me free is outside waiting to arrest him.